0: Hey guys, Luke Mack, we're Performance Assaulting. Welcome back to another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast, joined by Nick Jane Koskis again uh, in follow-on to last week's podcast episode on using saunas to acclimate to the environment. We want to talk about pre-cooling when you have an event uh, that's that's in a hot environment. So I think the typical examples here are going to be like a, maybe a 5K running event or a 10K running event, so say let's say between 13 and 50 minutes, depending yep. on, on, on who you are. Um, and what we can do immediately prior, and maybe just after as well to recover, but immediately prior to the race uh, to get a couple of percent uh, performance benefit uh, for that race. So Nick, do you want to go through some of the pre-cooling methods that we, we have available to us um, and, and I guess
1: what they actually do to improve performance? Yeah, so probably the, I guess, one of the more obvious ones is cold water immersion. So um, either having a cold, cold shower or being in a, a cold um, bath or a, a tub um, trying to I guess get the cord body temperature down is the main focal point here um, we have things like ice vests as well so you sometimes uh, or even cold rooms so you sometimes see um, like team sport athletes prior to games or at quarter time things like that they'll jump into the back of what looks like a truck but it's a it's like a giant fridge um, or they might put on a, a vest that's basically full of ice packs that's that's going to help cool them down but then also there's a few things we can do with our um what we're ingesting, so things like having like ice slushies um, compared to just a normal bottle of fluid, um, even comparative to putting just ice blocks in your, your existing drink bottles, an ice slushy, so that, that mixing of the ice keeps it a little bit cooler and um, there's a little bit different effect that we can get from some of that. So there's a couple of different ways we can do it, but largely it's gonna come down to what's the most practical. Obviously, if you're a, a 5,000 meter runner on the track, probably not super practical to be jumping in a shower um, within sort of half an hour or so of your, of your race, um, probably want to be leaning more on the side of what can I get into my system um, to help cool that body temperature down, but also prevent a little bit of um, muscle temperature reduction too. Because at the end of the day, we still need to be warmed up for our event and prepared, but we're trying to get that core temperature down uh, is the main one that's going to be more of that heat stress on us. Yeah, I think, I think that's the key. I think if, if I'm going to use this practically, one, we have to be able to obviously use the, the
0: protocol 30 minutes prior. But you, you want to reduce your core body temperature because the, the increased core body temperature is going to be one of, if not the major contributor to fatigue over a 5 to 10K. You'd say, hey, yeah, lactic acid due to being on your threshold, That that is probably number one, but very, very close second, particularly over a 10K, is going to be that in elevated core body temperature. So if we can have that lower, or let's say, you know, normal is 36.5, 37.5, you're over in a really hot environment, you're probably already pushing towards that 37.5 by the time you start. So we can get that down to, back down to 36 and a half or on, on that lower side, it'll take longer to, to get that fatigue associated with an increased core body temperature. But at the same time, as you said, we don't want to um, reduce our muscle or our skin temperature too much if we're doing a 5k run and some of these elites are doing sub 3 minute k's their muscles need to be prepped and ready to go you can't just you see it on the footy field soccer field whatever as soon as you apply ice to a muscle they're done they're done yeah. for the for the rest of the game because you can't just cool down the, the the muscle temperature and then expect it to contract forcefully we're going to have a lot of strains and things like that and a lot of injury potential so i think if i was to if i was to give this to a, to an athlete i'd be saying look let's choose a a method which Cools your core body temperature down, but has no change in your muscle or skin temperature. So we want to keep put a, put an ice vest on you on your chest because that'll cool down your core, your core, but it won't affect your leg temperature. Um, ingest an ice slushy, same thing. It reduces your core, doesn't affect your leg temperature. Uh, cold water immersion, I don't mind like a shower because you can keep it on the upper body more yep. so than the legs but I wouldn't go and jump in an ice bath or an ice bin because that will reduce the, the muscle temperature and that's going to slow the, the enzymatic reactions in the legs and the, and the forcefulness of the contractions and things like that. So um, these are all, we haven't we haven't given you the stats of the percentage of performance improvement because these are all, they're, they're proven to work. Right? They're, they're, they're gonna work. Ice slushies, no doubt they work. Ice vests, no doubt they work. Water immersion, they all work. They all reduce core body temperature, which is good uh, because it's going to take you longer to get to that higher end of the core body. Body temperature, which then starts to to fatigue you. So um, use whatever works for you. Obviously, practice it first. But uh, there's some really simple techniques. You know, and I think a nice slushy is a really easy one to do. Um, I guess, at, at a lesser extent, a really cold drink versus a, a room temperature drink. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, if if practical, like a cold shower um, prior to it is going to be good. Uh, the other thing I'll say is other than just the physiological benefit of having a, a, a keeping a more normal core body temperature rather than an elevated one is just the rating of perceived exertion. You feel rubbish when you're hot. When you're really hot, you just feel crap. Like you, you, Everything's hard. You feel hot. Uh, you, you're mentally not motivated to push yourself on the limit. So other than just physiologically, I think the rating of perceived exertion benefits uh, are not to be overlooked. I think they're quite significant and you push a bit harder for sure. Um, I think that's
1: probably it. Are we all in undercover? Yeah, I'm actually to cover sort of during event stuff as well, maybe for some of those longer races. Like some of these things can still hold true. It's just then again, practicality. So um, can you get an ice vest or, or are you going to have cold water immersion? Not necessarily on, on course or maybe something that's like a marathon or half marathon in, in hot human conditions. But that's where you'll see like just, just tipping the water over your head, chucking some ice down the back of your shirt. Um, even something as simple as Um, we're we're trying to get it to the the core. And this is why when we're talking about pre-cooling stuff, things like ice slushies are really good because it gets into that internal, that core temperature side of things really quickly. Um, Anything that's going to get into, I guess, through the bloodstream as well is a good way. So something that I um, have used and I've told guys to use is getting ice instead of just chucking it down the shirt and it sort of then rolls out the back. Taking the ice cube and just sort of holding it to where your wrist is or tucking it under a sweatband or something that you've got that's gonna get it to the blood vessel a little bit quicker and send that um, change in temperature through the core a little bit, little bit better. So if anyone's ever like run their wrists or the back of their neck under underwater, and like not having to fully immerse themselves, something like that during the event can be really useful too, um, to, to, again, largely to keep that rating of perceived exertion down. Cause once we're already then active and we're in the race, our temperature is gonna come up from an intensity perspective and creating energy and creating work but we wanna try and minimise how far that continues to go as a result. We wanna be able to keep producing that same amount of energy and work we need to. So using some of these where practical and what you can get access to and maybe suss it out before you get to the event and what they might have at aid stations or what you might be able to put in your special needs bags and things like that um, at various events, That that's also gonna be useful to help, help sort of prolong some of that um, intensity during the event and help. I guess, delay the onset of any of that heat heat load stress as well.
0: Yeah, and I like, I like the point you made about, you know, tucking the ice under the sweatband at your wrist because everybody instinctively is probably going to pour water on their head or put ice down their shirts or their race suits, which are both effective, but... Just think of it uh, in terms of where we exchange the most heat, whether it's heat loss or heat gain. It's at the extremities. So, what do you do when you're cold? You put a beanie on, you put socks on, you put gloves on. on. So, it's always your hands, your feet, and your head where you exchange the most amount of temperature, whether that's heating up or cooling down. So, uh, we know we put gloves on, socks, and and a beanie. Or or the opposite, is when we want to cool down, is we want to. We probably can't do too much with your feet, but hands yeah get yep. get the ice on there yes the head the head's a perfect spot i don't run with a hat on um not great from a sunsmart perspective but because it's it traps the heat in yep. or if i do I, i'll wear a visor so that you can see so the top of my head still exposed so i can get water directly on it uh, i'm not saying don't run with a hat cuz yeah it's pretty sunny out there and, yep. and sunsmart and all that sort of stuff but it is going to trap the heat in so Uh, it's something to be aware of at least don't just pour it over your hat take your hat off chuck the ice in now trap trap the ice in with your hat that's going to be more effective than than just putting it over your hat um so yeah i think that's a a, that's a useful thing And, and i guess the reason just to finish off the reason we said to we used the 5k and the 10k running examples as the as the the case study so to speak is because in a triathlon you're going to start in a pretty cool you think unless it's really hot water you're going to start in the water where you know you know are you going to get massive benefits by pre-cooling if you're going to start off in 14 degree water (laughs) probably not even even 20 degree water probably probably not so much so we use running as that example where it's going to be hot from the start but i'm not to say that's not to say it won't be effective over a longer distance triathlon but i'd say i'd be talking more so this during race cooling that we just spoke about rather than the pre-cooling um unless it's unless the water temperature is really hot which sometimes it
1: will be but often it's not going to be <laughs> and it's and it's timing of event too typically you get you get an event like a triathlon it's going to start pretty much first thing in the morning maybe something like a marathon as well but something like a 5k could be a it could be a 4 4pm 4 start like if you're if you're at a track track and field event it could be a late afternoon early evening type thing middle of summer it could very well be sort of 30 degrees ambient temperature in which case you spend all day in the heat you're already pretty warm um and now you have to go on race comparative to first thing in the morning where it might already be a bit cooler. So you haven't had that effect uh, on you as such um, prior to the race anyway. So um, probably a bit more applicable, the pre-cooling stuff for some of those events in the hot temperatures um, uh, and when it's already hot and when you are already elevated temperature before you get into it. Perfect. Let's wrap it up there. So in a quick summary, uh,
0: definitely consider using ice slushes, ice vests, water immersion 30 minutes prior to an event, if practical, to to cool your or keep your core body temperature on the lower end of normal especially if you're in a hot environment but we want to keep our muscle temperature normal all right so we don't want to cover our legs up we just want to cover the core up uh, see if it works for you practice it in training first and then obviously bring that over to race day if you find that it's effective for you that's it for today we'll speak to you on the next episode uh any questions send them to nick at metzperformance.com or instagram
1: at metz performance hey podcast nick from metz here Hopefully you enjoyed another great episode of the Physiology Secrets podcast. If you wanna keep up to date with any future episodes we produce, other content we create here, or just anything that's happening in the lab here in general, be sure to click the link below, sign up to our weekly updates, you're going to receive some absolute gold in terms of what's happening in the lab what are we seeing and observing and also some of our old content as well that you might have missed to further understand the science behind endurance performance so if you are interested make sure you do click the link below sign up for those weekly updates and head over to our social media as well follow us along at instagram at metzperformance head over to facebook we have a great youtube channel as well be sure to check out all of our great content that is already up there but also some of the great stuff that is coming soon Thanks again. Be sure to share the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed another episode and we'll see you in the next one.